Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us who you are and a little bit about your story. Uh, my name is Lenta Murdoch and I am um, a nurse and I work um, in a hospital and I just paid off 90k in a year. I'm super excited about that. Congratulations, 90k. I paid off 90k too, but I paid it off in three years. So when I saw that yeah. you paid it off in a year, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is so cool. Like, I, I love seeing, it almost feels like my own accomplishment. That sounds kind of maybe selfish or something, but I feel like I celebrate so viscerally with other people that pay off their debt. It really feels like like I could jump for joy for them. So I was so excited when you shared that. I loved learning more about your story. And that's why I think it's so important to share. So tell us, you know, what was your mindset around money before you started paying everything off? Well, um, I honestly didn't know much about money as far as high school goes, as far as um, college goes. I never really had someone that sat me down and talked to me about um, how to manage money. Um, I was always good at not getting in debt as long as it wasn't um, bad debt, credit card and all that stuff. So I was always um, mindful of that. But I always thought that as long as you get in a good debt, like a uh, college and all that stuff, that it was okay. So I racked up whatever I can um, for living expenses, for um, school and whatnot. So um I didn't really have a good, I guess, overview of what being in debt meant and that you can actually get out of it. Or like, I've just always thought that you could pay it off along the way. And until the day you die, you could pay it off monthly. So I never really um, had that drive to ever get out of debt before. So you mentioned some things that I think are significant. First, you said, you know, a part of what society kind of says, well, you can just pay monthly over the course of your life and it doesn't have to be an imposition, you know, like it's normal to have debt, just treat it like, I don't know, a phone bill or something like that. Um, but you didn't have, from what you, from what you said, it doesn't sound like you had it in your mind that that was something that was possible. Like, did you think that that was something that was possible for you or for people? Or did you kind of think like, eh, that's not a thing? Absolutely not. I never thought that that was possible. And also, for some reason, when I was in college, I was just going ahead and taking all these loans. But I never, for some reason, my mind didn't connect that I'm responsible to pay for this until they had us on the exit plan. And like, last year on our senior year, they would um, get all the graduates together and um, give us a paper of all the... <laughs> of all the money that we owe. And that's when it hit me and I got like anxious and my chest tightened and I'm like, how the heck am I gonna pay all of this? You know, at the time I graduated with a bachelor's of um, science and nutrition and I had to go back and get more certification to become a, a dietitian. So that's more debt. And I just, I was just more worried about 
what's going to happen? How am I going to do this? That's when it really hit me. And I never really um, associated like that I was going to be responsible for this. For some reason, I just kind of went through life. I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. Until that day is when I realized, oh, gosh, how am I going to do this? But I never thought it was possible to get out of debt. I didn't have any um, source of information or people around that would, you know, tell me about how to get out of debt. So I just kind of accepted it and was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to work and pay monthly payments, you know? So, yeah, I didn't really know um, where to go about to even start paying it off. So I kind of just accepted it as it's going to be part of my life. That's it. I think what's most wild about what you said is that they sat you down or they slapped you with this paper during your exit interview or exit plan. But I'm assuming, and I know for me, and I've never met anyone that had to do like a financial counseling or financial advising session before taking loans out. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's like they, <laughs> they they tell you at the end, like, okay, so here's your bill, right? Like they treat it like anything else. You don't really connect um, the amount of money and your responsibility to it as you're taking the loans out. Um, and I think that that's what makes it so easy to end up getting a lot of student loan debt. Right. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> So the other thing that you had mentioned was not really having like lessons or having talked about finances very much, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's the same. The The one, the only thing that I was told that I remember was like, don't co-sign for anybody ever for any reason ever, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. that stuck and I haven't done that, but there's also so many lessons that that I didn't get. And I, part of me, I know that you, you know, your family originally is from Ethiopia. Yes. A little, um, uh, Oromia, Oromia region of Ethiopia that I was born in. It's a little small town called Finja. So I feel like I, and it's just a theory that I have, I wonder about it. I have the question that specifically for those who come from like immigrant families, that if yeah. when your family, you know, um, immigrates and transitions to a different place, if there's a there's stuff that's lost in translation, as far as like your family has to get used to a whole new culture, a whole new system, um, mm-hmm. currency, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, and that the people that are teaching us, right don't even necessarily have the lessons to help us to understand and navigate, you know, best in the situation. Yes. So they just tell us what they know, you know what I mean? They're doing their best, which is all anyone can do. But I think that for immigrant families, it's like, well, you want to do well, you have to get an education and it's almost, and education is priority, which it is, but we don't necessarily also get like, here are your options in getting the education. Like, you know, you could do it this way or you could do it that way. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, the options are pretty much limited because information is limited. Um, information is limited because of the fact that you don't, your family or um, people that you're around might not know the resources. Mm-hmm. And the 
experiences are different in different communities, in different um, areas. And so the more you diversify yourself, the more you will get information. But at that time, it's like mm -hmm. you can't really people that you're around with. Um, it's, it was it's just one of those things that the more you introduce yourself to different groups of people, the more you learn. And that's what happened to me eventually later on. But um, at the time, I think I was very much involved in the whole cultural aspect of it as far as like you know we're I think I don't want to speak for the whole community but I feel like we're very um giving type of people and we focus on helping each other which is like a really commendable um qualities and I love about my culture and um and the people that I come from but it's just uh it can weigh heavy on you because you don't know what to do as far as like, okay, well, how can I be giving like a lot of people that I know help people in, 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 in back home mm -hmm. and they're still going to school. So like one of the ways that they support themselves is by taking out additional loans. Um, and it's just, it becomes an entanglement of like just um, obligation versus like you know, making sure that you're okay and you're you're succeeding, but then at the end you're left with all of this debt that you're gonna have to take care of and find out ways of paying for it. You know, for sure. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that you know, I I I come from Uganda, so I'm in East Africa too. But I think it's probably at least from you know the people that I've spoken to, kind of a general or typical experience for that to be the case for a lot of people from a lot of different countries, not even just Africa, but like, you know, Mexico, or let's say, you know, different countries in Asia and stuff where yeah. um, the there's a expectation and a desire, yeah. right? Like there's an expectation from the right. family that's there to to be mm -hmm. supported but there's also a desire as a person who um, is seemingly able to support their family to want to mm -hmm. be giving and help so I think that the Absolutely. pressure comes in from internally and from the outside um, but how mm -hmm. do you find a balance so that one it's sustainable long term right like if you go broke helping other people then how are you supposed to keep helping them if you're so stressed or you're so you know what I mean like that's one of the things that comes up in my mind and then right you know how can it be something that is in some way shape or form like has some balance within it or some harmony within it um and to yeah. me like for families to be able to get to the point where help is wonderful and great but that hopefully families don't just have one person that they rely on. Like everyone hopefully is, is in some way, shape or form, like leveling up or utilizing their skills, even if they are back home or whatever, to some extent. Now, obviously there's some limitations within that, but I think that it's also like a trend that there'll be like one successful person in the family. And now everybody's looking at this one person, like, all right, thank you. Like you got us. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Fortunately, I had siblings that were able to share that um, burden. I don't even want to call it a burden, but I uh, that expectation that that's responsibility. So um, they were willing. It was part of the culture. It was like you said, internal expectation versus external, and it's just it it's it, it could get 
little too much because you don't know how to verbalize mm-hmm. these things. You don't know how to get help in talking it out and then and being able to reach a point of like, okay, you know, these are my expectations. This is what I want to do internally. This is what my culture wants, whatever. But how do, like you said, how do I get to a place where um, I say, okay, I need to help myself. And then is that even, can I even do that with the dynamic of, mm-hmm. you know, your or whatever. And for me, I think the most important thing that I want to point out is the fact that I like, <clears throat> I'm the type of person that um, my love language is acts of service. And <laughs> I go, I went into nursing because of that. I just relationship wise, I like love helping people. And therefore, my family was always a priority. And I love helping people. I love helped and I loved helping them. It's just that. um, And I don't think any of my debt was from helping them. It was more of like a drive. And it helped get me to where I need to be. But sometimes, um, when you choose professions, <laughs> those professions are driven from the pressure or from the mm-hmm. expectation that you have of yourself and your family has of yourself. And like we talked about how almost every African person goes into the healthcare field, you know, right. <laughs> so it's just it's 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 about taking time away from all of that and trying to assess like what um what you want and what you want to do and sometimes that can get clouded and I remember my aunt um lives in Rochester Minnesota she was telling me that uh first always get something that makes you money and then afterwards you can always go back to school and do what you love and so that was like the best advice that I've gotten throughout my school years Mm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned, you know, it's not so much that you go into debt helping family. Some people do, but that sometimes it's often like that underlying um, desire or expectation or drive to um, get yourself to a to a place to position yourself to be able to be helpful, which there's nothing wrong with, right? Like going into the med- medical field. No, that's not bad. Going into a field that's going to make you money that sustains your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, I feel like it's the 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 information, like you said, right? I feel like literacy, um, financial literacy is super important. So people know what their options are, at least as they're making these decisions. And so I love that you mentioned that um, because it's really yeah. important. There is nothing wrong with education, you know what I mean? And, and attaining, um, attaining degrees in areas that are going to yield a an investment because you invest a whole bunch of time you invest you know what I mean you invest money so yes you want to you want to get that back um but finding that balance and figuring out how to honor yourself and honor your family at the same time I think can be challenging for young people um I would love to hear about what shifted for you or what changed that you were like okay I need to get out of this debt um I think um, it was a mindset change, pretty much. Um, Like my mindset on how I look at money had to change. My mindset on how how I think about 
just surrounding money and what it is and what it can do for you, how you can um, pretty much make it work for you had to change. And I think it was a book that I read about um, uh, pretty much how we learn by osmosis, you know, Hmm. and we just absorb things and we kind of sometimes don't even critically think about certain things. We kind of just go along with what the culture is and what, what everyone says. And it was a book um, called Changes by Mark Faley. Um, and as I was reading that and as I was um, listening to pretty much uh, YouTube videos of Rams, Dave Ramsey show, the Anthony O'Neill show, um, and Chris Hogan and all of that stuff that like started changing my my um, mindset about how I look at money and how I could potentially like um, teach my kids, mm-hmm. to, you know, and then how I would provide that resource and that information for them and how that starts like super early, you know, um, I, I got I kind of got inspired by it. My husband was always trying to talk to me about it but I just didn't hear him like I think once we were done paying it off I was like why didn't you tell me about this he's like I've tried a million (laughs) times and and it was just about like I said it it all circles back around to your mindset and how you look at things and it that the mind is just a an incredible thing and I think we forget and we take it for granted sometimes on how you can change your life and change your perspective on a lot of things if you just change your mindset or if you're willing to change your mindset. I know you mentioned when we had spoken before, I think I must have seen it the first time um, when you shared on Instagram that that you had traveled back to Ethiopia um, and that you that shift maybe happened or kind of coincided with an experience that you had there. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely the the driving force pretty much. I my whole family went to Ethiopia in 2000. Well, we were planning on going to Ethiopia in 2019, I believe. Um and then in 2000 or maybe I don't know if I'm getting my dates wrong, but in 2018 I think we went and I was working really hard um, like doubles after doubles to, just to save up money so that our whole family can go there and take my kids and everything. And um, I started realizing, oh, gosh, I could I saved up this much money just in such a short time period. And I was like, that's 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 a lot. So then when we went back to Ethiopia, I saw this guy um that was pretty much early in the morning we were going out somewhere and he was cutting up rocks into little small pieces. And he, um, and then when we came back about eight to 12 hours later, he was still doing the same thing and just bagging them up in small pieces. And which I would assume that he's going to sell that for probably not a lot of money. And so I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, it coincided with me working hard to, go there mm-hmm. and how much money I made um, in such a short time period in such a comfortable air conditioned you know area and with so much benefits and all of these things but yet he was able to work and in, in like the sun so hot and like um, in such a a long time like he, he was 
he was spending eight to 12 hours, probably not a lot of money. So I kind of went, came back home and I told my husband, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's, let's get out of debt. And I just went back to work and just continued to work, work, work. And we were both pretty much on the same page and we started just kind of um, feeding off of each other. And then at that time, we both made the decision to sell a stock that was like $34,000 um, and just get the snowball going. And then that pretty much just started a domino effect. And we started just getting super excited about it. And we, we just worked hard each time we budgeted. Um, budgeting was the the most difficult part for me because I just was not with it for <laughs> for a while and then whatever was left over whatever we could you know save we just kept putting like two to four thousand dollars a month to the um to the student loan and then eventually like we learned during the COVID time it was zero percent so everything we had in our yeah. account just kind of got together and we just it at it and and paid everything off seriously i love that story so much i have definitely heard it at least three times now and i definitely <laughs> tell it to people <laughs> yeah that's awesome. it's not my story but i tell it to people i'm like this is amazing you know because i think that i think that it just speaks to transformation um so clearly you know what I mean like in the beginning you were saying yeah I had no I, I did not think that it was possible I accepted that I was going to have this debt until I died and to yeah. for you to get to the point that in your mind you're like I, I think maybe maybe I can do this like mm -hmm. huh I think it's maybe possible and then you started acting and you started seeing results and you started making bigger sacrifices or making different changes um to the point that in a year you paid off ninety thousand dollars and now you're debt free um right during a pandemic you know what i mean and so yeah, people are struggling yeah. and, and experiencing you know extreme difficulties right now but mm -hmm. the decision that you made whenever ago if that was a year ago or two years ago is what you are reaping now yes absolutely um it was it was a a surreal moment like we both were just thinking did we do this did, <laughs> did it really happen and we would go back and log in again and make sure that it was all gone and we're like okay it's posted we don't see anything and so now like monthly we don't we kind of it's like something that you're so used to doing and yeah. you don't have to do it anymore so you're like oh, what do we do now? So then we're on what, baby step three, I believe. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to like, follow the Dave Ramsey um, teachings and stuff. So we're trying to save for emergency now. And it just feels good to be able to like, keep that money instead of give it to someone else. Seriously, yeah, you watch the number go up in your account. And you're like, this is mine. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, get to I keep think, this. <laughs> it's absolutely like exciting, but it also one thing I've noticed is that you know, with this whole feeling like you want to help people and you want to help family and all that stuff, it's like um, you have a lot more, you know, like you feel a lot more um, 
just relieved to be able to even help family at this time. Mm-hmm. Like if something were to happen, you don't have to feel like drowning in debt. And then on top of that, having to do this and having to do that, it's like you can now freely be willing to give more if you're the type of person that's a giver, you know? Um, and I think that that just kind of speaks volume to your peace of mind too. You financially, if you're at peace, that you are a lot more willing to give, and it's just a lot peaceful than than more of an obligation. Yeah, you know, I think you're able to maybe give from a different place. Not that it's it's almost difficult to talk about it because I'm still freshly out of debt too. So I still check my account. Like I hope nothing popped up any like hidden fees or something like that. But um, it's like you're, it's like you're, there's weight lifted that you didn't know was there until it was gone. Yes. Yes. It feels very light and mentally even like you can just feel how light it is just being able to like, I mean, we're, we're just not the same people. I'm not the same person as I was when I was in high school, college, and now. And I think, you know, who I am definitely um, was shaped by, like, my parents and upbringing and how, like, you have that basic foundation that you can build on. And I think that eventually, like, you start realizing when things are lighter, when your load is lighter, how much your family has helped you, how much... Mm-hmm. Um, shaped by this and you've been shaped by that and I remember my mom used to be like a home economic teacher and you know she did teach me a lot of things but it's like it was just heavy in my mind um with so many things that it was hard to like even think about it when um you're so consumed and you have so much things happening in your head but when a burden like that is lifted and you feel like you no longer owe this much money to the government, you're able to even start thinking properly and start thinking about like all the things that have happened in your life that shaped you to be who you are today. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about that, it makes me think of like mental and emotional clarity essentially is what you, is what you experience. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's something that doesn't happen until you, until you have finished, you know, you cross the finish line. Right. So you said you decided that you wanted to take your whole family to Ethiopia, right. You decided before you had the money, you didn't have the money. And then, you know what I mean? So you have to decide first, you acted on that, right. By um, going to work, taking the overtime, then you reevaluated your mindset by saying, huh, if I've been, if I'm able to do that here, then maybe I can do this in another area, which transformed your mindset. Yep, absolutely. That's absolutely what it what happened. Something had to like click. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a, a moment of like realization as to if I can do this, I can definitely work towards this too. But that didn't connect until I saw the guy working so hard and then I'm like I can do the same thing if I come back home like it's just it it's it it ha- it will happen in a shorter time period than I thought and it was almost like you kind of speak that into existence when when I was um talking to my husband about it yeah you know and temporarily right like you guys did it in a year it wasn't that long yeah 
Yeah, you yeah. worked long hours. Maybe you worked doubles and things like that. Yeah, of course, it was tiring and maybe uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But you're saying in comparison to like what other people do because they have to, they have no choice. Right. And yeah. also that it was temporary. You got out of debt. So then after you get out of debt, you're able to, you want to save your three to six months, but you're also able to um, reevaluate like your schedule and how much you're working. And then because of the position that you've placed yourself in, essentially you're able to do, more, you can live however you want. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. You don't owe anybody yeah. anything. Absolutely. You know, um, it's, it's, it's not easy working for someone else. It's not easy. Like, you know, however way you make your money, I'm sure there's some difficulties in that area. So it's like being able to not have to feel like you have to work this much hours, but to have the option of just putting in a certain amount of hours so that you can spend the rest of the time doing what you love. Um, maybe starting your own business and doing all of this stuff. So, um, you know, that kind of gives you flexibility when you do end up paying off that much and not having to spend $2,000 a month of your income to um, go to the government or whatever. You feel, you can feel like you have the ability to just like work a limited time and then do the rest of the time. You can just do what you love. And so just gives you so much more um, options and, and just flexibility too. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy going to work every day or working for someone, but it's easier when you're out of debt because you have the options. And I know I'm just crazy now myself. I, when I'm thinking about work or whatever, I'm like, I could just quit this job, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to, but I also, I also just feel different. I also, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like, okay, like I'm not stuck here. Like my life doesn't depend on this. So Mm -hmm. if I want to change or do something different I can and so I think that's a part of that weight being lifted because I think people don't even realize how um how much weight comes from the financial stress putting pressure on them in multiple areas of their lives in their relationships in their work you know as a parent as a student as a immigrant as a child as a all these things all that weight adds up you know yeah absolutely it's uh trying to navigate this world with all of that doesn't always um, mix well and you might end up making, you know, bad decisions, but it's never too late to realize um, that what you, what you did was wrong, but, or not even wrong, but what you did was just a mistake or just lack of Mm -hmm. um, lack of knowledge at the time. And right now though, I see it. I clearly see that I need to do what I need to do to change it. So like, it's just nice to be able to um, find a way. And I think a lot of people maybe just don't have the right resources to be able to change that mindset that, or maybe motivations or um, inspirational um, stories or just people around them to, to show them that it's doable. I think you kind of get stuck in that mindset of like, oh, I don't think I could ever do this. And then that just kind of um, sets you back instead of like moving you forward and, and getting you to where you want to be. 
Yeah, you mentioned, you know, um, listening to Dave Ramsey, listening to Anthony O'Neill and Chris Hogan. And Dave is great. Everything he says, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Completely. Um, but he's an old white guy, you know? So it's yeah. like, <laughs> so it's, everything he's saying makes complete sense. And that's great. But I do remember you saying at some point, like, it was nice to see or it was helpful to see. Um, it was helpful to see people that looked more like you in that situation yeah. because it helped with the mindset. So representation matters. Absolutely. I think um, representation does matter. I used to watch Dave Ramsey all the time and he would say things. And I think some of the things that he says I wouldn't necessarily agree with or just rubs me the wrong way. But um, but I still was were able to see the 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 core value of um, what he was offering, the resources he was offering. And I thought they were amazing. But when I started watching um, Anthony O'Neill, I think the first time I watched him was actually when you were on it. And I watched the whole thing and I started, I was just getting so pumped and I'm like, oh my gosh, there (laughs) are people that, you know, they're just like me, like looking to get out of debt and working hard. They're brilliant. And it's just amazing. And I just got so pumped. I started like texting my whole family chain of text, um, the video of you and him, um, the interview. And I just was so excited. And I was like, um, I wanted my little brother, my little sister to listen to that and know that, you know, I wish I had someone that told me about this or just shared this type of information with me when I was younger, when I was in college. It would have helped so much. I hope it would have helped so much. I will. I hope I would hope that I would have listened to it. But I just was really pumped, and I thought that um, I was just excited to see that from um, someone else that looks like me. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, the crazy thing is that I since that interview and since sharing, you know, my story and things like that. Um, I started my debt-free journey for myself, you know, I I wasn't starting it for anyone else. And Mm -hmm. so in the process, and now I'm I'm seeing more and more that um, maybe on purpose, it was for reasons greater than I could have predicted. And at this point, like every single day, like I get to read a message, a text or a DM or an email of another you know, another person that's on their journey, and they feel like they are motivated and accomplishing, you know, whatever is a part of their story. And so it's really exciting, because I've never gotten to talk to so many debt free people. I'm like, Oh, yeah, (laughs) I'm not the only one because everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. So I'm like, Oh, right. I'm not a unicorn. Like there's other people. I'm not crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, that I think what stuck out the most to me is the sacrifices you were willing to make to be debt free and to show I think you said your nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. um, that you can do it and that you know just to motivate and to like be an example and in turn you were an example to so many you know brown girls out there and that was very very like inspiring and like the things that you said they just had so much wisdom and so much just meaty um just good content and good information that like it just inspired a lot of people I I know it inspired me a lot watching you so that was awesome 
Well, I appreciate you. And I'm so excited for your journey to continue, right? It's not over. It's just beginning when the fun stuff begins, right? So you get to, you know, build wealth and and create different generational um, patterns for your family, essentially, right? Like you get to teach your kids the things that you, you um, are building a foundation on the stuff that you learned from your family growing up, and then Mm -hmm. taking it to the next level. And I think that's more than money, um, generational wealth is about the mindsets that you transfer and right. the, the way of being that you transfer to generations and every generation leaves their mark. And hopefully the next one builds on that foundation so that, you know, you're getting somewhere. And so I love that you're able to do that now with your family and, um, to know that there's someone else out there kind of on the same path. We're both on baby step three. Woohoo. Um, (laughs) um, But I, you know, I just, you know, I love you. So we can chat all night, but I'm going to let you go. Um, Do you want anyone to be able to find you on social media or anything like that? If so, then you can let us know how. Um, Yes. I am. I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook much, but um, I am on Instagram. My um, it's L E L I S O L O. Um, And also my, I, I didn't mention this to you, but um, because of being deaf and all that stuff, uh, my brother and I were able to start a home care company. Wow like a home care company and we're both we're all from the medical field so in our family so we were able to kind of just get together and start that and we're hoping that that takes off and again being debt free gives you the opportunity to be an entrepreneur you know so that's awesome congratulations it will the business will take off and you're able to build the business with cash um that's a different that's a different way of doing things but it's possible and it's light you get to do it light you know what I mean just from from pure desire and excitement um not because you have to for any reason or anything like that and so I'm so excited for you to start that journey you know you've got multiple things going on and I appreciate you for stopping by and sharing your gems because there are so many people that I know will resonate with what you had to say because I know it spoke to me so much so again thank you If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.